0: Ah, أنت لازم to look at أنا
1: سجلت I have sent
0: I to ask permission, the MP3 Ok Ok
1: Welcome to Denmark Real. I am Amar Ahmed. With me is Salem Mohammed from Libya. He lives in the U.S. right now. Welcome to you, Salem.
0: Hello. Hi. My name is Salem, and I am uh, the creator of the podcast Connecting the Dots. Uh, I mean, I've been living in the U.S. for the last five years, but I I was born here, and I lived here until I was nine years old. But then 9/11 happened, and my father used to work in religious organizations, so. Uh, his friend got under investigation, so we left the country, and I came back in 2014 so uh, welcome
1: Thank you and welcome to you also. Thank you for being here with me on this podcast and this episode. This is actually a different po- a different episode. We will bo- both be the host of our shows, so yeah. this, will, this episode will be on on both of our, our podcasts yeah so That's us awesome. I was thinking about uh, speaking about um, confidence and encouragement that young people right now all over the world actually needs some encouragement in yeah. their life.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I totally agree with that. So, I mean, without confidence, without encouragement, it's, it's like the engine to, to whatever you're trying to achieve. And if you don't have confidence in what you're doing, you're just sabotaging yourself. I lived in, I didn't have big confidence years ago. Myself, you know, the way, uh, the, way the Middle Easterns uh, raise you, they, they beat the shit out of you, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they sure do, they sure do. They... they
0: make you think that you are nothing and you should follow the orders and there's a lot of that. And because I also went to Jordan when I went in 2003 and uh, I was nine years old. And I was bullied from then all all the way to the high school. So like you can imagine I didn't have a lot of uh, self confidence growing up. But it it happened to me recently where events in my life got so uh, so hard. I I was in a bad mental state and I had to reach the bottom. And from there I re recognized that everybody does have self worth. We're just we're just not aware of it. It's like you know in spirituality they say the spirit God is exists within you but then your mind your thoughts, your behaviors your emotions are kind of a block you either have to work in harmony with God or you work against and then you become and there's a lot of stuff like uh, school the way they teach you at school like you'll never be successful until you get this degree or that degree or get this job uh, at work when you have people superior to you always looking down at you in different ways of society it's the subliminal message that's delivered to you is like, you're not good enough. You can't be good enough. You need to do this to be good enough. And that I feel that has a big role in making people not confident in themselves. And there's also social media, you know, social media promotes you, to you to compare yourself to, uh, other people's life, to their achievements. And then you feel bad about yourself and it diminish diminishes real human contact, you know? So, yeah, that's, in a nutshell, that's how I see where confidence comes from and how it's eroded in our modern-day society.
1: So the idea is to maybe just take a step back and recognize who you are mm-hmm. and to understand yourself, to not compare yourself to someone else because everybody has their weaknesses and their strong sides. Uh, so we have to work on, on, our, on what we are good at. And try yeah. to improve that instead. Yeah. So like taught- another,
0: another avenue, another avenue, I think, is spirituality and religion. I know that's a controversial subject, but those, you know, philosophy, uh, religion, spirituality, they give you a foundation and a meaning for your life. Because if you have no meaning in your life, even if you do have confidence, you will hit dead ends. You will achieve everything, and you see a lot of music artists and movie stars who who came from the streets, who came from poor backgrounds, and now they're millionaires in a very short time. And in their mind, that, that's all they needed to feel happy, fulfilled, and successful. Now they have all the money in the world, they have everybody they need around them, everything they want. And it suddenly dawns on them, they're like, oh shit, but I still feel the same as I felt when I was in high school, nothing's changed. And it a lot of people abuse and exploit those artists to like, you know, they buy them out, they make them do more movies in the wrong direction or whatever, but some of them awaken and some of them change, transform after that. An example I have is Eminem. Eminem also jumped to fame when he was real young. He was like 22 or 23, he became so famous and he was the first white rapper to get this much fame. And then from 2005 to 2009, he produced no music and he disappeared. Like I guess the last song was "Smack That." I remember the song "Smack That." All on the. <laughs> that was his last song before he re- produced his album uh, "Recovery and Relapse." And he was going through a lot of like self-evaluation and looking himself after the fame and his persona. And Like he had. Yeah, I mean, I I believe that you have to go to a dark place before you realize that, unless you were raised in a very positive environment where you have it naturally. Because we are born with it naturally. Kids, young people, they naturally have that. They love themselves. They, they're always looking for fun. They're excited. Until society just cramps them down. They're like, no, shut up, bitch. Shut up. No, l- listen to the rules. You got to do this. You got to be that. And then some children, they just lose the way, and then they have to come back in a different
1: Yep. yeah because society kills the sense of wonder in them and because usually kids especially kids have this approach to life that they want to learn anything and everything and they ask all the time so they have it in themselves mm-hmm. and the idea is to just encourage them to do more
0: exactly. of that
1: of exploring of asking
0: you yep. but
1: we are tend to just make them shut up and not speak that much, not ask that much and just follow orders yes
0: yep. because yeah. we are we're all coming from fear based beliefs it's, yeah it's always out of fear and now now I look back it's, it was always out of fear you you're afraid to go to hell you're afraid to uh, not make enough money to sleep on the streets you're afraid so if your life is run on fear that's a miserable life you don't you may not notice it because there's like levels there's a the conscious the and subconscious but a lot of your fears are in the subconscious and the unconscious. They're very deep inside and you don't, you don't realize them. But if you're running your life on fear, it's a very negative state to be in. Uh, talking from experience, it was just miserable, you know, doing things just to survive. And every morning when you wake up, you're like, oh, fuck, here again, I woke up. Why did I wake up? I wish I wasn't, like, awake. You know, going to, like, all that phase. But... Ultimately, if you don't get lost so bad, you you can find your way back to your own self. You know, some people get lost in addiction and militias and wars, they just like, they snap and they're like, fuck it, I'm just going to go crazy. And, you know, this is the world we live in today.
1: Yeah, because it's, it's, it looks like that there's chaos in the media mm-hmm. and the mainstream, there's war everywhere. It looks like that. It looks like that there is the world is gonna is gonna end time mm-hmm. any moment and if if we if we have to correct that with this podcast with this episode, that take it easy, not everything you listen to is is correct
0: mm-hmm. y-
1: you have to know that the media's job is to pr- bring the things that bring m- the most viewers or and that is usually negative yeah so.
0: Positive well, there's the is also agenda. There's also agenda on, in the media. They want to promote a narrative. And like we both come from the Middle East, so we, we have enough war. Like we were born into war. The first war you're introduced to as a kid is Palestine and Israel. Yeah. And then shortly after that, Iraq war happens. Yeah. After Iraq, uh, there's Afghanistan and there's other Muslim countries. But like in the Middle East, then 2011, and the Syria, Yemen, Libya. Egypt, Tunis. I mean, Egypt and Tunis didn't have, like, full full wars and conflicts. So it was more pro- protest. But, like, and Syria, Libya, all these places, uh, they got a full-blown war, like rockets. Iraq before that. And Iraq these days, is going through another revolution. These days, there's protests all, all over because... And what's funny about that, like, we can, we can talk about that a little bit on, like, that was... For me an accelerator to waking up to the reality of the world because if there's two camps and there's a lot of camps but essentially there's the western and the muslim camp they're both like clashing and uh our camp is like it's they came and invaded our land they hate god they're blasphemous we should kill them all then you listen to the other people here they're like they're terrorists they hate our freedom they want to come and take our freedom we should kill them all and the people at top, they're friends. Like, you know, the Saud family. The, and the, like, all the people at the top and the King of Jordan and all these people, they sit at the same table. They're like, cheers, you know? They're like, oh, you're going to play this role today. You're going to be the bad guy. And he's going to be the good guy. And you're gonna, he's going to be the soldier. And he's going to be the civilian. We're going to play this show. And then the Hollywood producer is like, yes. And then they go, like, action. And they play it out on the news. And it's just to get us to, to fight, you know? And, because uh, if
1: you are because if you are in a state of fear all the time Mm -hmm. you are all you will always be in a state of survival and if you're hungry you will not think of anything but food
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's easy to
0: manipulate you too yeah like the like i remember in 9 11 first first week nobody was thinking rationally about what happened the media could have told them uh, a giant frog came and did all this and they were like, oh my God, there's giant frogs now, where are they? Because you're, when you're in shock, when you're in trauma, your mental your mental uh, inhibitions are, all go down and you believe anything. You know, if somebody just chalked you or pulled up a gun on you, he's like, walk five steps to the right, jump twice. You're like, huh? You just start doing, there's no thinking. It's just, you're in survival mode. And that's a lot of the, I mean, we can go into political stuff. I, I believe that a lot of it is faith. You know, I believe a lot of it is just bullshit, like straight out bullshit, fake news, as Trump says. And it's, it's done to enrich, like their ultimate agenda is they want to become gods on earth. They want to create this like a uh, uh, class of people who have infinite money, infinite power, infinite everything. And they want to rule the masses of humans and they give them the food, they treat them like they're sheep. That's their ultimate goal. They want to create that on a global scale. Now, because we have technology and we have planes, we can do it globally. Before that, they used religion and kingdoms and wars. Like, wars today are so different from wars way back then. Wars way back then, you know, you had to have an army of 50,000 people, and you had to have a lot of swords and a lot of food and all that. Today, you're just sitting down and you're controlling controlling this uh, drone that sends bombs to other people, and it's just done... It's not the same war that it used to be thousands of years ago. Today's war is different, but you know we went off subject a little bit. We're just saying, like the world, the more you dig into it, you're gonna find that there's a lot of dark elements. But you should not like go into cre- like fear or desperation or when you because this stuff is true. Like you have to deal with it. You know, there's two types of awakening. I think there's a the spiritual awakening, there's the awakening to the state of the world, and no matter where you start. What, at one point, they're both going to meet. You know, if you start the state of the world, you will try to find a solution. And what's the problem that will lead you to spirituality and then store story becomes complete. Or, it's, or if it's the opposite, you go into spirituality, meditation, and then you realize that there's a positive vibration in the universe. Why is the earth in the state it is? And then you start your research and you find out that there's this like dark cabal group, you know?
1: So if you are between 16... 16- and twenty five,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you are afraid of all that that you addressed. You addressed it. You made you make you made everybody afraid. Now, <laughs> yeah. yes, there is a lot of stuff going on in the world. There is, but if you keep look at it, your life will be miserable. I can assure you that. Turn off the TV. Don't watch all these bad news. Try to create the world you want to create. That, that that is what I did. If I look at all the killings and the war, then I become that, mm-hmm. because because that will be that will that will fill my mind, and I yeah. only can see this, this horrible things, and my mind become horrible, my thoughts become horrible.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: I I I could became paranoia and anxious and all that. So what what I did is, turn off the TV, mm-hmm. find something to build your life instead of ruin it yeah and so build, build confidence
0: build, build, i mean of course i just i encourage research and the right mindset like take it as a comedy show don't take it so seriously you know especially a lot like the wars and the stuff in the world they're only affecting maybe 20 percent of the population seriously but the other 80 percent is living in moderately you know good conditions so don't so when you do that do it in the sake of research Comedy. I love. I like to listen to a lot of comedians who talk about it. They bring a sense of humor, so you don't take seriously. But it's important to be aware of that. But after that, the next step is to work on yourself because you, know, you, you, you are the only one you've got. You have had this body. You have this mind, and you have to start creating the reality around you that you you love. You know, you have to enjoy. Like waking up in the morning, you're like, yes, this is another day. What can I do today? How can I? manage this day in a positive way and it's the way i know it is it's that stream of positive energy exists by default all you have to do is remove the bad stuff you don't have to put effort into establishing a positive vibration all you have to do is get rid of the negative negative and you will feel so good that's why drugs are work that way because drugs turn off your mind and the mind is the cause of 99 percent of your problems you're just thinking about them you're just overthinking you're anxious you're depressed you're it's all in your mind so if you take a substance that just shuts off the mind and there's no thought you're just happy you're like ah life is good because you're not thinking but the real goal is to work on your mind and work on your emotions to have that state without using the drugs like you can slowly and that takes a lot of healing and you know, looking into your past and understanding why you feel that way, why you think that way, what events happened. And at that time, a lot of the time you were a kid, you had no power. So you thought you had to think a certain way to survive. But these thoughts are not helping you today. So you have to go look at that and, you know, connect and like root it out so you can have that stream of positive energy come back to you. And that takes work, that's serious. And you know, a lot of people just, you know, do the talking, they never do the walking. You know, they, they, they sell these self-help books, how to be confident, how to give zero fucks in. But you look at them at people, sometimes they don't have the best lives. So all they're doing is just talking. They're not really presenting. So you also need to find look for the good people who give out information. Like you have to source your information good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, precisely. There is a lot of talking. And no action, because if you don't, if you are not doing anything, it doesn't matter. You can believe anything you want. You have to take some small steps. So it, it starts by really really small actions, mm-hmm. because it is one drop that makes all the rings in the water. Only one drop. So the yeah. idea is to start by doing something in the morning. Start your day by succeeding. Succeeding by doing really really small stuff. Like I'm journaling, or I make my bed, or it's some small things that make me, that makes the drop hit the water and creates all these rings. So to to encourage people in that in that age in that age, in from the age of 15 16 to twenty five, you you are able to do anything you want to. Yeah, you are the creator of your life you can create whatever you wish and yep. and you know what right now we live in the best time of that have ever existed if you if you look back in history and read and study how they lived without electricity without water without medicine without anything they lived in, in cold places they lived in dark places they lived in horrible places right now no matter no matter where you are and who you are you live a lot better than anyone have that have lived before and and you know what the internet made it possible to reach any information you want to so the information is out there everything is out there you should just go and search for it when you look for it you you will figure you will find out that you can become anything you want and and it starts by changing your thoughts so what I did is, is if I couldn't change my negative thoughts, I started watching positive things. I changed what I listened to. Every song I, I listened to, I deleted it to install new songs. Find new songs that is that are positive. Because songs and things around you is memory. You keep mm-hmm. memory and feeling in, the, in those songs and those movies and those. So I changed I changed that. So by changing the environment and what you see, you change your thoughts. And that, that is one, one, one great tip I used. So Mm -hmm. try to change your thought by changing what you look at and download, download everything you can from the, from the internet, download knowledge because there is a lot of knowledge and it is accessible, really accessible. YouTube is amazing to find anything you want. You can, you can search on how to motivate, how to, how to do anything. You can find that. And if you could just tra- train yourself to listen to, to these things every day. If, if, you, if, you, if you listen to, an, to a podcast once, you're not going to learn that much from it. You have to repeat it again and again to learn mm-hmm. these things I'm, I'm talking about. Therefore, they are, they are not effective if you only listen to them once. The yeah, idea is well, to yeah. listen to them again and again and again. And yes, I do that every single day. I've done that for the past five, six years every single day in order to be that person i'm i'm now
0: right. so this is my
1: advice invest in yourself this is the one advice i can give you invest in yourself
0: yep i agree uh do you mind telling us like uh, your background like where were you born how much you lived there what happened and like you know
1: so i came, i came from iraq uh, we moved in 2003 because mm. of the war the the invasion of iraq and um, how long were
0: you there when, when the war was happening?
1: Around half year.
0: Half year, okay. Yeah,
1: half year of, of bombing and half year of uh, fear, anxiety.
0: Half Brother. year of
1: uh, Baghdad and also Fallujah.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, so it, it, was, it was horrible. And we, we, had to, we had to flee from there. We fled to Syria and after that we fled to Denmark. Okay. Uh, luckily, my dad was here. So we got here. And I have ex- ex- experienced a terrible... A, a time coming how
0: how, how long how long in uh in Syria in syria for five months five months okay and how old are you when when that shit
1: happened Uh, i was 11 11 and a half yeah 11
0: Mm. Mm. okay so uh that started what that was a rough start in your life uh especially the first six months i guess that's where a lot of the shit happened like the most bombings the most kidnapping the most killings yeah, it was intense in the first two years. Then, then later on, like later on, it became so a little bit more calmer than it was the first.
1: I think people first, get used to it.
0: exactly. Like Libya right yeah. now, people are just used to it. They're they yeah. just living their lives. They don't really care about it. Yeah. But but the the American, at least the American uh, part of it, was really intense in the first two years. They mm. bombed, and you know they're, they're such evil people. They don't they don't like they say they're just targeting the regime. But they shot all the water uh, plants, power plants, you know, schools, all the vital uh, institutions that keep a society surviving. They shot those places. And that's a direct hit on the Iraqi people. Did you know anybody who was uh, killed or injured from your family, from your close friends?
1: Kidnapped, injured, killed. Okay. Really close family members. A lot of them, actually.
0: Okay, I mean Feel free to share as much as you want. I don't want to pressure you to um, go to those places. If you don't want to, we, we can skip it. I
1: think it's too tough to share for people to hear. And that's the idea. I, I, it, let's just say that it, I lost a lot of family members. I lost a lot of friends. Um, I
0: believe it gives people the strength if you show them like your real pain and you show them to yourself today, how you're so much better person and you went through so much shit, they, that, that'll bring encouragement to people.
1: When, when you are scared and cannot do anything, when you're 11, 10, 11 years, and you don't know what is happening around you, you wake up in shock of bombs. Uh, you wake up of of people of a policeman knocking on the door and told you that uh, the water is poisoned. Uh, don't drink it. And we, there's a lot of these, these events, sh- shootings uh, on the street. Um, yeah, it, it it becomes becomes an, an everyday happening.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, do you yeah. do you remember like the Saddam days before that stuff happened? How was how was Iraq there? Like how was your school life, your family life, your
1: I remember everything. Actually, life. actually, it was calm. We, the country was calm. There was order. Um, when you don't know what 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 you are missing, then life is good. Mm-hmm. So when when people talk about democracy and all that, we don't know what that is. So we didn't have any problem by by having a dictator, so called dictator. I don't know if he is or not. Uh, so the idea, I don't know what freedom is. I was eleven and life was good. Mm, I went to school, yeah. had something to eat, had a roof of my head, over my head. That was what I needed. Okay. So we didn't have any. We do you have. We only had a few channels in the TV, uh, mm. TV stations, and uh, I think four or five maximum. Not that much yeah. more. Did
0: no. you have space too?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, we were not able to. To dig into channels from other uh, TV stations from other countries, mm. so it was only Ir- Iraqish TV. Okay.
0: Yeah. And uh, are you a Shia or a Sunni? I'm a Sunni. Okay. So was was that stuff very uh, prevalent before the war? Like, did you know who was Shia, who was Sunni? Were was there animosity between the Shia and Sunnah in Iran no. before that time? No. <laughs> so you had Shia friends, right? You had Shia yeah, Yeah,
1: we had our neighbors were Shia, and uh, our neighbors again was uh, was Christian, mm. and we had no problem with all everybody.
0: And I'm 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 bringing this up because uh, a lot of time in the Western media, it is portrayed that the Sunnis and the Shia hate them hate hate each other from. Centuries and centuries ago and there's always been war between the Shia and the Sunni and they can't stand you know being in the presence of and I I try to tell people that's not true. There's there's Shia in Saudi, in the eastern part of Saudi There's Shia and there's Shia also all over Saudi and they live harmoniously with their Sunni uh, Partners uh, same thing in Syria same thing in Iraq, you know, there's Shia and Sunni they live together peacefully that was never happening but what the American invasion did is it ignited these
1: uh, relationships. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and segregation, precisely.
0: Exactly. And I'm I,
1: we, we we didn't feel that actually. We didn't feel that there was. I didn't know mm-hmm. that was precisely. I didn't know that is the idea. The idea is I knew that was Shia. I knew that was, they were uh, a Christian, but I didn't. I didn't feel anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Actually, my one of them what. They were my friends, and I took pictures with their family and eat, eat, eat at their house, and it was lovely. There was no problem.
0: Yeah,
1: and I mean later on, yes, right. the war comes in, and they divided people to make them kill them, kill each other, and all that. And yeah, usually I don't, I never talk about that actually. This yeah. is This you are the first one that made me talk about war and made me talk about religion. I just skip good. skip a, I just skip all skip all that actually. <laughs>
0: it's it's good too. like you know this stuff even if you avoid them they're still inside of you and it's it's inside of you that you should appreciate you should love it it has taught you a lot you know all this tolerance loving people being confident if you didn't have that conflict as a kid it'll have been something different now we're not trying to compare conflicts with like you know people who grow up in the west and they don't have these wars they should feel worse about themselves no everybody has their valid challenges but we're just highlighting how because the Middle East, as I said, it's just so misrepresented in the Western media. We're we're looked at as terrorists or un, uncivilized people, or what, what they're just trying to demonize us, and we're just trying to say that that's not the case. We were just born into wars and wars, the never-ending wars. Now there's a war in Yemen. There's a war in Syria for six years. There's a civil war in Libya. Precisely. And it's, just, it's like and in the 80s there was also Lebe, uh, Lebanon, can be yeah, like. They had a civil war too. So I, I it confused me a lot. I'm like, why the fuck are we the only people on the planet that have this much war and hate and killing and we're just so we're just so insensitive to it. We're just so desensitized. We're like, oh, another bombing. Okay, let's go eat dinner. Oh, they shot somebody. Oh, okay. Rest in peace. And then we just move on. We never really it becomes so normal it's bad, but it became so normal in our in our countries right now, and and it's I feel it just this is my feeling that whatever's gonna happen in the Middle East is gonna happen all throughout the Middle East. Like one country will lead the way, then all the countries will follow. It'll be because we, all you can find it on the internet now. You know, in like hip hop songs and like uh, comedy shows that are Arabic. In the comment section, you find all the. Arab people loving each other, they're like, you know, in Sudan, in Iraq, in Libya, and they're all becoming like one community. And all these borders will eventually, like, they will vanish and we will rise again as one people. But it will take, like, if we haven't paid, like, if all the last century we haven't paid enough blood and price for that, I don't know what is a good price for, for us to really realize, you know that yeah. we we are one people we just have different dialects it's like in the uh, united states they have 50 states you know the north speaks some way the south they speak a different way people in new york speak a different way but they're all they all speak english and it's the same way in like in the middle east we all speak Arabic. just everybody has a different dialect and usually all the dialects are understood except for you know algeria and morocco like Tunis, they those they have different like very tough dialects. You can't easily understand them as an Arabic person. But otherwise, you know, Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, Saudiya, the uh, Khalij. All these people, you can, you can understand. You don't like, especially Egypt, because Egyptian television is everywhere. So I guess every Arab person knows how to speak Egyptian or understands it in one way or another. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you moved to you moved from Syria to uh, Denmark when you was like 12 years old, yeah. And uh, was how how was that transition for you?
1: It was a big transition because I I didn't know how to speak the language. I, I could I didn't have any language than Arabic, and that that was a tough journey to to develop to try to adjust to try to be bullied and not, not knowing why. I just wanted to speak with everyone.
0: Mm.
1: The, uh, the idea was to, to figure out how to play the social games yeah. that everybody was playing, to have the right clothes, to, to say the right things, to act in a certain way. So I, I moved from there to, to my teenage years. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, Dropped, dropped everything that was me and just became, yeah, become a party <laughs> and monkey and uh, change my clothes so, to adjust. I tried to just, try to survive. Yeah,
0: I understand. No, but the metaphor yes. was funny though. <laughs> I dropped all my clothes. <laughs> I went to the fitting room and I changed everything.
1: Yeah. So okay. try to adjust. Yes.
0: So you were like 12. That's when you were almost what? Like seventh, eighth grade, sixth, sixth, uh, sixth,
1: grade.
0: sixth, grade, yeah, sixth grade, and uh, and you've been living in Denmark since then, right?
1: Mm-hmm. This is the in two, in in January it will be 16 years.
0: Wow, yeah. and you you seem to go to places of conflict because I remember in 2006 the Denmark and the prophets drawing and all that shit happened in Denmark. Remember it when the Denmark uh, magazine posted a photo? I remember, and, yeah. I I, I was living in Jordan at the time, and everybody was just like, boycott Denmark. So I want to know how that experience was in Denmark itself.
1: It was tough for a lot of people here also. And uh, it is an opinion of of a few people that that affected a lot of humans here.
0: Um, How did it affect your life? It didn't. How so
1: it, it affected it really really just a bit by seeing people scared or see people there was some minority that did burnings here, that uh, was destructive to the environment and society because of these uh, these uh, paintings, mm-hmm. and uh, but I usually have another approach to life so
0: okay i mean if these subjects are weighing heavy on you tell me because you like...
1: the, they are not but i have another approach in life i have another approach i try but, to i try to yeah. find the good i try to build i, know, I, I agree I with
0: that but when you're in a positive state the negative things won't affect you you can look at them and laugh you can look at them and learn you can look at them we, and... we,
1: we could do that we could do that but usually the one that have experienced it understand it and the one that haven't experienced it can't understand it
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, we could we could talk about these things because we, we could we understand them
0: exactly like being an alien or being a different person and i was always a different person wherever i went so i oh. i was born to libyan parents and in, uh, in the you know outskirts of washington dc and i lived here until i was third grade so and my parents were super religious they put me in arabic school and in a private islamic school so I always felt like us and them you know they are the kuffar uh they're gonna go to hell <laughs> they all they they do all the bad stuff look at them they're drinking they're whatever so you always feel like you're not part of that society mm-hmm. and in 2003 when uh when we, we moved to jordan i i was not jordanian and i went to jordan so and i spoke with an accent so my english was was good and i spoke with the er, you know so like uh with that er in english and they they started making fun of me that's how it started like i speak regular english and they were like oh burger they'll make fun of me and like <laughs> things like that yeah and even when i went back to libya they would tell me you're not a real libyan you never lived here your accent is not 100 percent libyan so it's, no matter so, where i went
1: so you didn't you, a- you you f- you didn't feel home anywhere,
0: right Anywhere, even when I went to Libya, like, Libya was the most place I felt home because my, you know, my aunts, my uncles, and you feel like you're in with family, but you always get that, you know, your accent is not 100% Libyan. Like, you can feel that you're now 100% Libyan or something I'm like, oh, cool. So I had nowhere to fit, nowhere to become, like, identified with the people. But in Jordan, that kind of faded away. The more I grew up there, I, like, people wouldn't know I'm Libyan until, unless I tell them. I'd know some people for years and years and I speak a good Jordanian dialect and they wouldn't know, but, and and then they ask like, where are you from? And they've been knowing me for years. I tell them Libya. They're like, no way, Libya. What? So that got better in Jordan in the last like final years there before I moved back here in America. And then it's all over again. I feel like I'm a different person. I'm trying to adjust to the society here and that ultimately it's, it's a, blessing in disguise because that made me believe in myself finally because no, no no other place accepted me as you know where I was from or what a religion I had or whatever. So I had to come to terms like okay so I'm a unique person and I don't belong anywhere. So that slowly led me to believe in myself and to have confidence and to like even today I don't I don't believe the same religion I grew up in because I I believe it has been corrupted a lot. Like since the days of Muhammad and today if muhammad was here and he was like where is it? like muhammad this is islam uh, welcome like wait no this is not the stuff i taught what what the fuck is this guys what are you doing with my <laughs> my religion this is not i feel like that's what that's how muhammad would react if he came and saw the saudis the iraqis all the people like pra- supposedly practicing the religion today he would he would say no stay away from me this is not what i taught this is not what i uh, and Muhammad had to make a very good uh, good life out of the circumstances. Like He was an enlightened being, quote-unquote, living in Arabia in 600 A.D., where they, all they knew was revenge and vengeance and drinking and you know, tribalism. They were fighting all the time, and he was like, oh, my God, God, where have you put me, God? What is these people? Can't deal with them. So he had to, he had to deal with that situation, and he went to some wars. He had to fight some wars because there was a lot of conflict. And that's where you find the Christian and the Muslim debate that Jesus was the messenger of love and peace. He never fought a war. He never got married. But then you find they criticize Muhammad because he married a lot of women and he went to war, so he's not a holy person. I, li- I like to view that as Muhammad was a realistic person who lived like he had a spiritual side and he had a, um, a human side where he had to eat. He slept with women. He, uh, he fought wars when they were needed for protection. But what what the Muslims d- did to Islam after he died is completely wrong. They turned it into kingdoms, and they had the the power come from father to son. They the 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 Abbasid, the, Abbasiyya, the Abbasiyya Empire got corrupted at the end of it. It became just a lot of rich people in their castles. There was a there was a lot of so I don't believe the form of Islam we have today is the pure virgin. I don't hate Islam, but I see the good stuff in it, but I don't follow it one hundred percent. There's a lot of dogma in Islam too, you know. The Quran is all about Adabun Shadid, Adabun Ali, Adabun Khatir. It's like just go portion, not all of it. portion. Fi so much pain and torture and burning and i don't believe that comes from god i believe that's human intervention but that's a different subject
1: yeah Yeah. i think there's a lot of things are misunderstood and uh, yeah there's because when you dig deeper into into how how it says that somebody says that in islam they are really really tough on people that steal and that do Mm. bad stuff actually there's a lot of paradox in in Islam a lot of them that yes if you steal they will chop your hand your hands away but there's there's more to it there's a lot more to it
0: yeah I know you have to steal something big and has to be not it can't be done in the first time and it has to be uh, on purpose. There's like some
1: indices. yeah. What more? What more?
0: I don't know. I know it has Precisely. to be a grant. It, so, it has to be a grand theft. Like it can't be just stealing five dollars. Then you get your hand handcuff for five dollars. I don't believe. So that. It's,
1: it's not about that. about that. It's about it's about if the society you live in mm-hmm. didn't provide what you needed to to have in order to survive and live. Mm-hmm then it is not your fault. It is the society's fault. Mm. The society you live in, if there's a governor of that society back then and back in time, they should be able to, they should be able to, to fed, to feed the poor.
0: Yeah.
1: And so if you steal with all the things you have already and you could survive, you have food and you have everything, shelter, and you, you still steal then there's a reason to, to take you to to chop your hand it says it like that so in Islam there's is always a way out it's like if, if there is no food in okay in Islam we we, we are not allowed to eat pork pork right yeah we're not allowed to work with pork mm-hmm. but there's there is a way out that is if there is no other job then work with that if there is no other food then eat that mm-hmm. there's always a way out in islam that's the difference and i, he, look, I if,
0: look at them as guides you know how your father tells you oh just be careful don't speak to a stranger don't does not mean it's I, this is the way i see it you know muhammad told them avoid pork it's not good for you it's not healthy mm-hmm. and the people after him said you know there was a prophet there was a wise man that said eating pork will make you die then the generation after that that says, if you even come close to pork, you will be cursed and you will go to hell. And the people after that were like, there was the one wise man who said, if you ever come close to pork or you eat it, you'd never go to heaven. And each generation gets, the message gets lost. I believe at the beginning it was a guidance. It was like, hey, I think it, also,
1: you know. I think also that, that we as not that much into Islam, that not, not a professor or a, uh, That doesn't have a degree in Islam. We shouldn't discuss Islam. That is my idea of it because there is a lot of people that just found their own way of Analyzing and describing things and it is not my right to talk about that if I'm not
0: All I'm saying is like, you know If you get rid of the idea that there is only one religion that's correct in the world and only one religion that's gonna lead you to heaven then you become open to all ideas and all religions and you can explore them and look at the good and the bad and all religions and understand how this works and how this not works, how this could be a cultural thing. You know, the Arabs in the desert 1,500 years ago, that's how they lived. That's how their society was supposed to be. Are we going to take those traditions from 1,500 years ago and, those, and implement them today in 2019? That's not practical. So I, I have a different view on it. I'm not. I, and I and I don't hate Islam. I see a lot of good stuff that tells you to respect your parents, respect the older people. Uh, we have the hadith that says Muumm al Qawi Khayy You know. Uh yeah. Al 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 It says like the strong believer is very is favored upon the weak believer. So there's a lot of good things that Islam Promotes and, but there's also as anything there's good and the bad. So that's that's my whole view on it. There's a lot of no,
1: disciplines. So. There's a lot of disciplines. Mm-hmm. You have to remember that mm-hmm. these five prayers that that you should do mm-hmm. is for your own good, because mm-hmm. it is not about praying. It is about a discipline behind them. Mm-hmm. It will get you out of things you are stressed about. It will get you out of work to mm-hmm. to go and pray. And also, wake up at five in the morning, four four in the morning, to w- to wake up from something that you really enjoy, like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Take you out of there to clean yourself and go pray, meditate. Let's just call it that because it is mm-hmm. a sort of meditation. So it is about doing the things that you don't like at a certain time that you are busy, tired, um, having fun. It will take you out of those.
0: I don't. I don't disagree with that. My only thing t-sharing, is, t-sharing, do you believe if you do you believe if you don't do that stuff that you're gonna to go to hell forever? And
1: what is hell? Let's try. Let's let's try to let's try to take it me, me, me in a, in a metaphorical way. Okay. Let's try. Uh, yeah, uh-huh, let, let me, me yeah, let me actually uh, let me explain something to you. Actually, now okay. we are here. Okay. If you are not disciplined in your okay. life. If you do bad stuff in your life like drugs and if you are not uh, if you are not awake if you're not uh, if you're not living in a in a certain routine
0: mm.
1: how does your life will be chaotic precisely it will become hell mm-hmm. so when you are not in order when you are not disciplined, your life becomes hell mm-hmm. because you 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 go after stimuli you go after Everything that flashes in front of you, you jump after that and you run after that. Mm-hmm. And and you begin to corrupt your, the society and corrupt yourself because you don't follow any discipline. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. many doors to success, every door of them entered by discipline. You have to have discipline in order to live in balance, in order to achieve anything in your life. If you remove the word Islam, if you remove the word religion and just look at it the disciplines you understand that this is a discipline that assures success. I, I'm, I'm not praying. I don't do that, actually. And uh, mm. so, so when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about what is what mm. is there, what is in front of me, I'm to, trying to analyze it. So, yeah. if, so if hell is living in, like everybody's living now, if, if hell is suffering, if hell is um, is not knowing your purpose. If hell is a, a misguided life, disoriented, uh, not having any goals or, uh, or being in fear, anxiety, if, if hell is that, and it is actually, then this is a cure for it. The cure is you have to live in balance. The cure is to have uh, something to believe in, a strong belief, because belief is what makes you build anything in your life. So I'm not talking about Islam, I'm talking about general things. Belief is really important to achieve anything. Discipline is important to to achieve anything. You have to have discipline. You are not achieving anything if you you don't have discipline. So forget about Islam. Think about it as a discipline. There is discipline. You have have to pray. You have to pray five times. Okay, remove praying. Call it meditation. You have to sit Mm -hmm. and meditate for five times a day. You have to do it in a certain way, in a certain time. So this is just a meditation. Forget about religion. And, and the th- second thing: um, don't kill without any purpose, don't uh, rob, steal, don't um, don't take anybody's right, don't cheat, don't lie. These are disciplines in Islam. But yeah. if you forget about Islam, you have these disciplines. So there's many of them.
0: There, uh, there in every religion.
1: Help help the poor. Um, all these things is really good in order to have a peaceful life. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to tell you is, remove the religion, and take the disciplines. And if you want to live in peace, here are here are the disciplines. Live by them to live in peace. Otherwise, live in hell. I don't care.
0: I agree. I agree on that. I'm I'm just saying because maybe I grew up religiously. My father was super religious. He was uh, uh, in the Ikhwan and uh, he put me in Quran school. So I was, you know, a little bit brainwashed into that direction a little bit. So my whole thing is, as I said, there's a lot of good things in Islam and there's some bad things that can be exploited that are not compatible with 2019, 2020 living. It was compatible in the desert 1600 years ago when there was two tribes fighting and killed. That was, you can apply it there, you can apply it today. And I like what you touched on hell. I don't believe hell is like location. You know, you put on your GPS, you're like, let's go to hell, so 15 minutes away. You enter that place and it's just fire and torture and misery. Uh, that's the way it's portrayed in religions and in Islam. Like there's, there's, you know, there's, that's the way it's portrayed. And I don't like that description. I think hell is a state of being. You can be in hell here. Precisely, That's what I'm
1: talking about. So And you, and you, and in you, and you experience it every day by yes. not being in alignment with the frequency of the universe or God yes. or whatever you want to call it.
0: Yes, 100%. And that's, I feel that that knowledge was hidden from humanity for a long time. We were made to believe that God is something out there in the skies. He's sitting there with his notebook, he's judging. He's like, okay, Mahal, Ammar today, he watched some porn, he did not pray al Asr. He's just writing all these things. And then on the day of judgment, he's like, oh, Amar, I, I would like to get you into heaven, but I can't. You have missed the prayer here, but I am the ultimate, almighty God. But I cannot forgive you who have forgotten prayer here and you did not uh, fast around. That, that, that narrative, that description, I don't, I don't agree with. I agree you, that God you, you is... You don't buy it. I don't buy it. You know, I believe God is unconditional love. He is a frequency you can connect to like Wi-Fi. If you raise your vibration, you can connect to it. You become in an alignment and harmony and you have inspiration and intuitive thoughts. And we are all working toward that perfection. It's like a magnet that sucks us in. Like we want to go there, and that's the hole we find in ourselves. That's why people use drugs. I was addicted for a long time. For five years, I was addicted to drugs, and now I have almost four months sober. I'm why? Clean. Why were you, why you addicted? Clean?
1: No, no, oh, why? not clean. Clean um, is a good thing. Why were you addicted?
0: Because when I came to America here, I I was living alone. I son, I was you know I was a spoiled kid. You know, my dad was a politician. He was into a business, a businessman. So yeah. I came here and I had to work, mm-hmm. and I felt like everything was against me. And I failed a few classes. I had to change majors, and I was just depressed, lost, confused. I I started seeing the fakery in the system. I was seeing everybody working nine to five, being miserable. And I was in college, so that was my path, and that, that scared me. I was like, I don't want to be like that person. I don't want to be like these people working 9-5s to five, being miserable. But I didn't have any other option. What would I do with no experience and no degree, and what, how would I survive? So I was confused to what, to what I was supposed to do. Uh, my family started treating me strangely because they know I, had, uh, I started using drugs, so I was demonized as this very bad person and that led me into more use and isolation and it was just a cycle of depression and drinking and smoking and doing all this kinds of stuff but you know you get to a point where you choose between life and death you know and death being using another drug you know it's just you're killing yourself and I've, you know thankfully i have a supportive mom she came she flew in from libya she came to america here she uh, helped me out she put me in treatment and uh, rehab and all that. And uh, I got the message. And it's like, you have to quit. You have to find yourself. You have to build a foundation. You have to regain a connection with God, a real one. And that slowly will cure your addiction, your your problem. Because addiction is just filling a hole inside of you that with the feeling. You know, the feeling was good. The escape was good. I could get high and watch movies and time would pass. I Would not think about my negative thoughts and not judge myself and but, it, but but it was like
1: it was like closing your eyes mm. from the ghost in front of you oh, and, I, and when I, you I, open your eyes again,
0: yeah,
1: it is there again, so when you are high, it disappears, and when you wake up again, it is just the same, and yeah. it and it's just worse because yeah. another day you have done drugs, another day is bad, another day is. Out of your alignment and your purpose, and it was, it, off actually.
0: it was a very strong habit. you know if I was happy, I would go go get, do drugs to enhance the happiness, make it more happy. If you were sad, you would also use drugs to get it it was it was a best situation. I would describe it more of I was creating a parallel universe. I was creating a separate reality, so when I used drugs, I was in that reality that in You're that scared. reality. In that reality, I am a, I'm a fugitive. My family is the police, and they're just uh, wrongfully accusing me. So I, I get, you know, I'm justified to use the drugs. Uh, I was researching all these uh, alternative media sites about, you know, the world wars, the banking system, the Mossad, the CIA, and I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. I don't want to be awake in this world. And it was just excuses, and there was... There's a lot of people here in America that use drugs. I don't know how it is in Denmark, but people here in America, they love their drugs. You, you find them in every corner. So, But it was a journey for me to clean myself, to, to, to become a new human being, to understand my power. And uh, it was a tough journey, but that's what I'm saying. You know, After the – what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So whatever you go through, if you, come, if you do make it the other side, you're going to become a more powerful. Person, and uh, you have a stronger psyche, stronger mind. And I'm a curious person. I also like to research a lot. I like to, you know, simple answers don't satisfy me. I need to know more, like why and why. So I researched s- different religions, different spiritual pa- spiritual paths. Uh, uh, people like David Icke, uh, uh, Graham Hancock, uh, Gabor Mate, if you know him uh i have just i like to research and it has shown me that this the religion the spiritual truth exists in all religions and you know that's maybe my biggest uh, not problem but challenge because i come from a muslim background is now that i have these different thoughts and alternative thoughts uh, i call it a more expansive way of looking at god you know i if you express these thoughts where you come from, you're not gonna be so accepted. You could even be fought if you're in the wrong territory with ISIS, you can get killed. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's just that, that for me is like, I try to avoid these subjects from, with my parents. And now, you know, I have a, I have a tattoo right here and you, and you know how that is. And, uh, yeah. like, I see it. Yeah. 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 So, what is it a snake? Yeah.
1: Yeah. What, what is the symbol of that? What, why, why do you have that?
0: Uh, so this symbol has two, two meanings. Uh, it's, a, it's a snake and an egg. Uh, it's a snake wrapped around the egg. So that, the snake could represent the fiery spirit, and the egg could represent the cosmos or earth. And the fiery spirit is the ether, it's God. It's enveloping all this creation. He's everywhere. Uh, or it could, it could mean when man awakens to his philosophical rebirth, before he was living in physical sleep with his five senses, and now it's time for the egg to crack, and that's when the snake appears. When he knows this egg is gonna crack, so it represents a symbol of awakening, of uh, transformation, stuff like that. For people who don't understand these ancient mysteries and symbols, I just say it's a cool drawing. It's uh, I like the art, but you know, that's what I got it for. And I was a message to all the people of my culture and society. Yeah. Like I'm different. Like this is permanent. This is forever. know
1: so if you have an advice for that for that kid that feels miserable Mm -hmm. that feels that life is is hell and that he 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 feels isolated he feels alone Mm -hmm. he feels that uh, nobody understands him
0: my my advice would be first of all you have to break the isolation in my addiction in my my worst depression and Isolation, your mind would lie to you, tell you, just go by yourself, stay in your room, go play some video games, watch movies, don't talk to anybody. That's why your mind tells you, but the more you stay in isolation, the more you're alone with your thoughts and they grow bigger and you grow more miserable. Number two is your emotions are valid. I don't want to send a message to tell people that, you know, get away from that negativity. You have to be positive, positive, positive. No, that negativity serves a purpose. It's important to have that negativity understand where it comes from. Sit down with yourself and ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? Why? And you have to dig deep to understand really why you're feeling this way. Did you feel abandoned as a kid? And now everybody that leaves you get back into that abandonment trauma and you replay it again and you're feeling that abandonment or you're feeling that rejection or you're feeling that you're not good enough or all these feelings, address them and understand. And if you need a therapist, go to a therapist. It's not something bad to go to a therapist if you need that help. Understand why you are having these problems so you can correct it. It's like driving a car and listening to a noise and not knowing where the noise comes comes from. And you want to fix it, but you don't know how to because you don't know where the problem is. You have to understand where your problem's coming from, is it from the tires, is it from the engine, is it from the brakes. And then you apply slow but good, like small stuff you do, you add to your daily routine that will transform you because it can't happen that like that. It can. Like I had some psychedelic experiences. If you took some mushrooms or acid or DMT, sometimes change comes like boom, like that. But that's a little bit like a roller coaster ride. Right? You don't know how you're going to come out the other side. But the good thing to do is start a daily practice, meditation, a prayer, uh, writing a gratitude list every day, wake up. What am I grateful about in my life? Mm-hmm. Slowly changing those habits because they're not going to change like that. And value yourself. And the reason I tell you value your emotions is if you value yourself, you value your emotions. You don't shut them down. You know, when you feel bad, you don't tell yourself, Oh, I deserve to feel bad. You're a shit. You're a shitty person. Anyways, you should feel like this. That's talking down to yourself. When you feel these feelings, know that these feelings are valid. They have a reason. They have a cause. If you figure out the cause, you will become stronger than that cause and you will override it. And, if if your misery is related to the events around the world there's a lot of people we just don't have a voice we're starting these podcasts because we don't have a voice but there's many people who are awake who are trying to expose the you know pedophilia the crimes the wars you know the the fiat currency system we have there's a lot of people exposing it so that research is just a reflection of the darkness humanity has and we're the reason you see it a lot more today because you have to understand this the more light there is, the more you're able to see the darkness. And the in the absence of light, you can't see the darkness. You know, there that's how that's what they call the dark ages in the middle ages. Nobody knew, but the same things were happening: genocides, pedophilia in the church, uh theft, all these Terrible crimes were happening for thousands of years, but today because we have the internet and we have media, we can see them more clear. We can listen to the victims, we can see the magnitude. So this is just a symptom of change. We are able to see all the problems so we can order to change them. And our generation, the people born in the 90s and after after that, are the people who are doing the change. The change, I I will say this: change has to start in the minds of people. You cannot force change. If history has taught us anything, you cannot change anything by revolution. Because what you do is you cut one head, two heads come, grow back in. You remove a dictator, another dictator will come back. And us Arabs, we know that. We removed Gaddafi, you removed Saddam. And now we have chaos in our countries. We have militias and just people, you know, run. Because you didn't, people didn't change. And we have a good, nice saying in the Quran that says, you know the situation does not change unless you yourself change. So, looking at all that darkness, you have to understand that, as I said, change. We have thoughts first. So, who are the thought changers? People in media. They're putting new thoughts in the waves to reach people. So people get these ideas. And then after the ideas come in, you have to install a new program. You're like this is install new program, and you have to. Format the new old program that was putting you in depression and anxiety. You have to put a new program in your head that's positive. And then you do what you love. My final message would be do what you love. Your excitement does not just come from a vacuum. God has put us here and he has put this excitement as a measurement, as an indicator of what our destiny is. What you love is what you're supposed to do. And that's, that's a blessing from God. Like Imagine the stuff you have to do that, that's in the universal plan is the stuff that excites you. That's why it excites you. Because we chase excitement. And if you do the things that excite you the most, life will work out for you. And you will be fulfilled and you will get into opportunities you never thought existed. So God puts that excitement in you so you can follow that excitement to lead you to better places. And whenever you feel bad emotions, that's you being disconnected from that vibration, which is God. You're thinking bad thoughts. You're saying, oh, I am terrible, but God here, or your God, the God inside of you is telling you, no, you're not, you're a very awesome person. See, so you have a different thought from the God inside of you, and that's why you feel that disconnect. So each time you feel a bad emotion, try to slowly steer it back into the good emotions, and it will become a habit. Like right now, I'm living a good life, you know. I wake up, I listen to, listen to music, or a lecture or do a small meditation. I start the day very positive, very awesome. And I know that my dreams will come true. They might take some time, but that doesn't make me feel a little bit bad about it, you know? So that's what I have to say about if you're being miserable, you're through. It's, it's a valid point. All the prophets, all the sages, all the seers, all the gurus, all the famous people, everybody you know, before they became fulfilled, and enlightened they had to go through this dark place and they yeah. describe this in the bible as the apocalypse the four horsemen of death you really going through a death you're killing your old self and feel so horrible but then you rebirth as a new person so if you're going through that you know just that you're very close to the end of it you know it only gets darker before you yeah. die that's my message
1: thank you thank you for such a lovely message actually really good advices <laughs> how can people find you
0: uh right now i uh i have a, a spotify and itunes mm-hmm. podcast called connecting the dots there's a lot of there's a few other podcasts called connecting the dots but mine you have to put my name in the search bar also after putting the podcast so put salem s-a-l-e-m you'll find an it itunes on anchor and uh spotify and i need to catch up with that uh modules man i'm still at module five for six you know i downloaded the videos but i'm still like looking at them i didn't because i feel like i'm already doing the work i just it's something in me that hates school you know go do this homework go finish that i'm like fuck you and fuck school man i hate that format a little bit i'm, I'm like but i i still have to do it just to get my money's worth out of it and get all the good advice and uh, i'll create a facebook page soon and an instagram page but that's still in the In the coming
1: so you can find us on Denmark real on Facebook Instagram and YouTube this is that is Denmark real in one word Mm -hmm. or use at Denmark real you can also find us on Spotify iTunes anchor Google podcast and many others actually also so okay thank you for being here it was really lovely to speak to you you too. And I hope that both of our audience will get uh, some encouragement from this that they, uh, that they are not alone in the uh, suffering or misery or long. Uh, they are not alone in, in feeling sad, bad, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All, that, all that the world is falling apart. My advice is invest in yourself. The world has never been better than now. People have never lived a better life than now. Um, Yes. Life is not miserable. It is your thoughts that make them miserable. Change your thoughts and you change what you see in front of you.
0: So 100%.
1: Thank you for being with me today. Uh, and, no
0: problem, man.
1: And hope, can, hopefully, we see you again.
0: Absolutely. We'll be the regular guests and uh, we'll get more into politics maybe the next time. We have to prepare. <laughs>
1: I will try that. I usually avoid that, like I said, but I will try that.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I'll be the game changer. Make you. I want to probe your brain and see what you think about. <laughs>
1: so. Don't don't go there. <laughs> don't go there. It's a dark dark place, because politics has a lot of different aspects, and there's a lot of manipulation. That is a lot of, and I don't want to go there because I want to try to free people from bad thoughts. I want, I but, want to help yeah. them. Want to help maybe them. it's
0: two different approaches i free people by exposing the lies i'm like i put a flashlight on like you see how fake this is you see how
1: yeah maybe. bullshit
0: it is you see how evil it is now after you see this now believe in yourself you are the we are the good people and we will win i just like my my approach is different like i want people to be sure that there is an evil and darkness out there and then that is
1: you should there. accept that there is a shadow side if you yes. cannot accept the shadow side, you cannot you cannot enjoy the good, the good sides so the exactly. idea is to know you should know that that you that everybody is able is able to kill is able mm-hmm. to give love is able to feel sadness and, and joyful and we consist of every feeling that there is yes
0: sometimes. so
1: it, it, we should accept that and uh, but, but I, and I, and I when knowing that i try to evoke i try to focus on the good sides and build mm-hmm. a, a character instead of fighting the bad stuff. I see. So I, I add value. I add, I build instead of defeat. When I defeat mm-hmm. things, I, def- I, I, I will run out of energy yeah. by, by defeating the waves because the waves are so strong. And if you go against them, you will drown. Mm-hmm. It is about riding the waves like a mm-hmm. surfer and controlling them like way. So thank you for being with me and Anytime, man. hopefully another time we will talk about all the subjects you want to
0: <laughs> i got you thank got you man it's good uh it's good being here and uh we'll do this again man thank you
1: let's do that let's do that